Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, old listeners and new. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome to Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, FM 99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. I am your host, Sean Hood. Welcome to episode 123. We're doing it in dual parts. You'll hear me, you'll hear Dave, but not necessarily together because the life of, life of radio station personnel doesn't always line up. But we promised you an AEW full gear preview today, and that's what we're going to get for you. We're also going to tackle some subjects uh, this week. I'll just give you some quick thoughts on the week of wrestling that was. We had some big things happening in, in WWE uh, over the last seven days or so. So we'll talk about that. Uh, well, first, got to get the business out of the way. Of course, you can find us lots of different places. The easiest way is fm99.com and 106.9 or 1069thefox.com. No point. And you go there and you click the media tab right under that. It says ESPR. Links you to our most recent episode at our SoundCloud page. But... You can find us on all your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling and give us a f- follow, a like, a subscribe, or whatever you do. The biggest thing you could do for us, though, is a five-star rating and a review. The review is important. doesn't count unless the review is there. So please, five-star rating and review. Tell your friends. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. You help us get in front of new eyes and get new listeners. So without further ado, uh, I we want to interact with you guys. We love hearing from you. Facebook.com slash ESPR99 on the Twitter at ESPR99 or email us ESPR at FM99.com. And we'll start off by just real quick diving into the week that was in wrestling. It was a big week because last Friday we weren't sure that anybody was making it back in time for f- Friday Night SmackDown, which guess what? They didn't. So last minute, they filled the card with a bunch of NXT guys, which I'll be honest, ended up being one of the most exciting SmackDowns in recent years because of the air of unpredictability. Um, It was probably the best SmackDown WWE's put on in a long time because of the fact I didn't know what was going to happen. It didn't feel formulaic. It wasn't just that NXT was there, although I love NXT. I'm a huge NXT fan. I always have been. However... NXT being there wasn't what made it exciting. What made it exciting was the air of unpredictability. I didn't know going in what I was going to get from that show, and that's what I want every week is I want to feel like I can't predict the show. Like I can't just know what's going to happen. It's not going to be paint by the numbers. It's not going to be business as usual, and that's how it felt. It felt exciting and different, and as a result, we got the appearance of Shayna Baszler attacking Bailey. Uh, we got the Undisputed Era's Adam Cole showing up to take on Daniel Bryan, of all people, which was fantastic, and a nice little backstage segment where Daniel Bryan uh, challenged Triple H to a match, and then he teased that he knew somebody else who wanted to fight, and Shawn Michaels starts taking his jacket off and says, oh, it's cold in here, puts it back on, and it ends up being Adam Cole, baby. And he takes on Daniel Bryan in the main event in a fantastic match, just off the charts good, putting over Adam Cole clean, which I liked. It looked good. Uh, you, you just some really good stuff on SmackDown. I mean, there's more than that. You had Keith Lee, you had Matt Riddle uh, beating up on Sami Zayn. There was lots of stuff on there to like. It was really entertaining. Raw, also interesting, maybe not quite as good as SmackDown because they had the talent back, so it was a little more paint by the numbers, but you still got good stuff on there. You still got lots of good stuff. The Undisputed Era, again, making themselves, their presence felt. Seth Rollins taking on Adam Cole. Again, the match was good. Um, bummer that it ended the way it did, but you kind of understand it at the same time with them all I guess uh, they jumped him in. It, it fits the, the Undisputed Era's kind of MO, so it's not like it's that surprising. But it's a bummer because I guess that's a match they can go back to, though, at any given time. It'd be cool to see Seth show up on NXT and demand to have a rematch without the Undisputed Era getting involved. Um, another thing I really liked about it, Tomasa Ciampa, I thought he came across really well in SmackDown in his debate and his back and forth with The Miz on Miz TV. That was really good. A lot of people said that the guys from NXT came across like heels, I think in some respects they did, but in some respects they didn't. I think they kind of rode that line in a few different places. They just felt like invaders, like outsiders, no pun intended, 
which didn't necessarily make them heal or face, but it made it exciting. So, again, I'm going back to that. It was exciting. The OC then shows up on NXT. Again, more excitement. Really, really enjoyed it. Great show. Uh, A lot of fun and a lot of development. It's been fun to watch them progress several storylines at once, especially on NXT between Survivor Series and War Games and everything they've got going on. We have the first female War Games coming up with team captains Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler. Lots of stories going on there. Lots happening on NXT. Again, I recommend if you're not watching it, you need to be watching it. It is consistently the best WWE programming each and every week. With that being said, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it is time for our AEW Full Gear Preview. So buckle in, strap it on. That sounds weird. Just do whatever you got to do. We'll be right back on Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. Miss an episode of ESPR? Find previous episodes and interviews with WWE superstars like... Seth Rollins. Do you miss doing the curb stop? I love that move. Oh, yeah, we all did. (laughs) (laughs) The Miz. Well, it is the most must-see podcast of all time, isn't it? Yes. It's the best one. It's the most must-see. It's awesome. It's, what is it, eat, sleep, repeat, something, another thing? Who cares? Who cares? It's amazing. Just search ESPR on all your major podcast apps. Welcome back. Episode 123, Full Gear episode we're previewing it for you aew their first real big pay-per-view since they launched their television show it's a big deal for them they, they really need this to go over well i've been a fan of everything they've been doing so far uh it's an exciting brand i like watching it because again i mentioned this in my earlier thing about it. it's an air of unpredictability i don't know what's going to happen on all of these shows so it feels new and exciting and i'm hoping they can hold on to that spirit because boy does it work well for them uh, we got eight matches officially announced on the cards. So we'll go ahead and talk about those. Uh, first of all, we've got jo- Joey Janela versus Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard in a singles match. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Uh, Sean Spears is being... He, the, the program he worked with Cody was great, but his work since then, I mean, has been, has been fine, but it hasn't been anything amazing. It feels like he's the perfect 10 Ty Dillinger as a bad guy now. He's, he's still going out there and kind of doing the same thing. He's just enhancement. And he's not really doing anything. Um, he, he doesn't even have a personality that's really getting over without the Cody storyline mixed in. So he really needs a big win here. He he needs to establish himself and a character and a persona that we can latch on to. He's, you know, he's got Tully Blanchard, which I think is a great addition to Sean Spears, but it hasn't been enough to get him over the hump. They haven't really given us a reason to care about what Sean Spears is doing or why he's doing it. So he needs the win. He needs to forward that character and get something going. Joey Janela, the dude is lovable. He, he's, he's got a certain charisma to him. And as awful as it sounds, you don't mind seeing him get his ass kicked. Um, he always puts up a hell of a fight, not usually on the winning end, but he's always entertaining. I think that endears him to the fans, whether he wins or he loses. So I'm going Sean Spears here. He needs the win to keep himself relevant uh, on AEW so he doesn't just become an afterthought. I love Joey Janelle. He's he's one of my favorites on the show, and I think they need to give this guy more mic time. He he's great on the mic, and I agree with you on Sean Spears. It's like they they brought him in because he had this like cool factor, but they haven't quite figured out what to do with him. And even giving Tolly Blanchard with him, like it, it gives him a name, but but to me, I, I got to go with Jelly Joey on this. I I don't feel like yes, Sean needs to win, but the way they've been going with this. Uh, Joey is the guy in this match. Up next, you got SoCal Uncensored in the form of Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky versus the Lucha Brothers, uh, and then also versus Private Party. We had a three-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Uh, this should be a hell of a match. Private Party, 
have really surprised me. Uh, I didn't know much about them at all when they when we started watching AEW. They have quickly made believers out of me, and I, I think they're fantastic. After that, you get the Lucha Brothers of Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix. Phoenix, uh, they're fan. I mean, really, honestly, one of the best tag teams in the world at the moment. I, it's hard to argue that point. I think there's more money though in Pentagon Jr. as a as a baby, uh, baby face. I'm sorry, as a singles wrestler. I think you go the singles route with Lucha with uh, Pentagon Jr. and let him really break out as a star. I don't think the fact that he doesn't speak a lot of English is a problem. I really, really don't. I think he has the potential to be a crossover star regardless. And after that, Scorpio Sky, SoCal Uncensored is fun. They're fine. But I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't take them nearly as serious without Scorpio Sky in the group. Not even a little bit. I think Scorpio Sky is phenomenal. He's a single star waiting to happen. The dude oozes charisma. He is fantastic in the ring. He's easily the best part of SoCal Uncensored. And Frankie SoCal Uncensored and Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels are no slouches, but Scorpio Sky is is the total package right now. Um I I, I say I don't see a reason to take the titles off Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian, but then I'm wondering what they do with them. I think the Lucha Brothers getting them away from them in this triple part is uh, sorry, three way tag team scenario might make a certain amount of sense. Um, just because if the Lucha Brothers are playing the heel role, it's a way for them to get the win without officially beating SoCal Uncensored. You can extend the storyline that way. I don't love hot-shotting championships around, but I know a lot of people feel like the Lucha Brothers should have won the first time. This can be a way to do that and keep the storyline going. I'm going to go with Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr., and Phoenix walking out with the win and the AEW World Tag Team Championships. All right, this is strange because we are like 0 for 2 on uh, agreeing in matches right now. Uh, I'm looking forward to this match, though I am concerned that this is going to become a spot fest. But uh, but Private Party has impressed me. I enjoy the Lucha Brothers. But uh, SoCal Uncensored retaining the titles in this match. You're you're right about the hot-shotting thing, but uh, but too early for that with, with this title. Let them have some great matches. Let them have the one-on-one matches. Uh, but uh, it should be fun. I just don't want too much of a spot, fe- spot fest, which is my concern with these type of matches in AEW. But I'm uh, going with SoCal Uncensored. After that, it's the AEW Women's World Championship singles match between Emi Sakura and Riho. Uh, Riho, the defending champion. Uh, I, I, they're both fantastic. Um, I just don't see a reason to take it off Riho yet. The fans are starting to respond to her, really. She's kind of developing her connection there. And she's establishing herself as the face of the women's division at the moment. You don't take the title off of her now. I'm going Riho. All right, it's our first agreement. I am going with Riho in this as well. I think some of this, you can't have too many title changes with the unfamiliar wrestlers in AEW. I know I know that sounds kind of odd, but you need to establish these wrestlers as stars. There's been some guys that have come in, and we'll get to some of them in a couple of other matches, that need to be kicking butt and taking names, and I don't see a lot of that. I, I see 50-50 booking, which I didn't think we were going to get in AEW, but that does seem to be the case. But Riho will keep her AEW Women's World Championship. Britt Baker and Bea Priestley up next in a singles match. This one more storyline-based. They uh, definitely have a grudge with each other. Um, <sighs> Bea Priestley, I like her a lot. Uh, she doesn't mean a whole lot at the moment. Britt Baker, they've kind of... She's been made out to be the face of the women's division since they announced her as a member of the roster, but she hasn't really feel like, felt like she's connected on that level. People like her, but she hasn't really felt like she's connected on that level, and I haven't felt like any of her matches were amazing. Um, even her match against Riho was good, but I didn't feel like it was amazing. This has the potential to be very, very good. They're both extremely talented ladies. 
But I think Bea Priestley gets the win here. Uh, maybe this is by design with Britt Baker, with it, maybe at least to a heel turn later on for her to challenge Riho for the title again. Uh, I think Bea Priestley gets the win here in an upset over Britt Baker. Okay, we're back to disagreeing. Uh, but you are right about Britt Baker because she was like shown as like, she's going to be the star of AEW in the women's division, and they've done nothing with her that, that uh, makes me think that she is going to be the star in the division. And here's the other thing. This match, Sean, I know, I know you recorded this part the day before I, I'm doing it. This match is on the pre-show, which pretty much tells you how they feel about being Priestley. And, and Brett Baker, because you, you got to make somebody a star at the vision. I, I know you got Riho and stuff, but you, but you need to make other wrestlers look good on the show. And, and putting this match in the pre-show, I don't think doesn't does, does them any favors. While we're looking at the card, it's kind of hard to pick what would go on the pre-show. Uh, I'm going to go with Brett Baker winning this match. She needs to win this match. Up next, Adam Page versus Pac in a singles match. Match we were supposed to get previously from AEW. Uh, which, of course, we didn't get because Pac was having some visa issues, so that didn't happen. That resulted in Adam Page being put into that battle royal and learning the title shot. Pac, though, I love the bastard Pac that he's playing the character. He makes some good points in the sense that he's got this great win-loss record and he's not getting title shots. Adam Page, of course, with a chip on his shoulder, he, after losing the title, wanting to get himself back on track. I don't know who to pick here. I feel like Adam Page, Pac, they're both good picks. But I don't know how you don't go with Pac at this point. Page is really, really good, and I want to see him get on a streak. But he's just coming off of the hot streak where he was the number one, where he was one of the number one contenders. I feel like maybe Pac is going to step up and, and get a win here. I know I'm picking. I feel like I'm picking a lot of heels tonight, in that sense, and and maybe in that same vein, I should go against myself. You know what? I'm gonna. I am. I'm gonna go against myself because I am picking a lot of heels. I'm going Adam Page because again, Page was on a hot streak. Now he's felt like he's kind of felt fallen off, but he says we're going to get uh, uh, he's going to cowboy up and we're going to see something from him we've never seen before. So maybe this is a revamping for him. He's going to start uh, uh, getting hot again. Adam Page going over Pac, handing Pac a loss, which I don't think Pac will handle well. Pac, I call him Pac. It's Pac, I guess. Pac, 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 whatever. Can you make up your mind? Okay, here, here's the thing. I, I love Adam Page. He's come in, uh, but, but here's a guy that they haven't quite figured out. I think, you know, they come in on fire. He gets his title matches. He needs a win here. You know, we we talked about the past weeks about Kenny Omega needing a big win, and I know that match we're going to talk about in just a moment. But uh, but Adam Page needs to win this match. Uh, Pac, um, Pac is Pac. He's going to be fine. Adam Page needs to win this match, and he is my choice. Uh, please, uh, please please let that be the case, because if, if you don't have him win this match, what are you doing with this guy if you're making wins and losses matter, he's got a lot in the L column. Up next, another grudge match, the tag team match between the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson versus Santana and Ortiz. We know the Young Bucks are great. Santana and Ortiz, uh, Pride and Powerful, I think is the name of the group. Or power, Yeah, I think it's what it is. They're fantastic, Santana and Ortiz. They're a great tag team. They did amazing things as the, the uh, new LAX in Impact for a while, which I was very skeptical about, but they really won me over. Those guys are great. They're a part of the inner circle. I think the inner circle needs to look strong here. Uh, Santana and Ortiz are going to go over the Young Bucks. Well, maybe through nefarious means, uh, you're probably going to get a Jack Swagger assist or a Sammy Guevara assist, something along those lines. But either way, Santana and Ortiz, I think you're getting the win here. Are there true heels in AEW? I mean, I like you know, like, like Jericho's supposed to be heel and everything else. 
But like, are Young Bucks supposed to be heels? I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, this should be, you know, it's another spot filled match. Uh, we're going to see guys kicking out of moves that that should be finishers that uh, are going to be the case. As long as the match isn't one on the rope, I'll be happy with that. Uh, Santana and Ortiz are going to win. I do uh, I think that will be the case. Chris Jericho up next. Le Champion is defending his title against Cody Rhodes, a singles match for the AEW World Championship. I guess technically, even though it won't be the last match on the card, most likely, it will still be the <clears throat> main event of the evening. Chris Jericho versus Cody Rhodes. The stipulation, if Cody loses, he will never challenge for the AEW World Championship again. I'm torn on this one because I don't think you take the title off Jericho yet. But I also feel like with that stipulation, how does Cody lose? Because there's no way he's going to be in this company forever and not be able to challenge for the title, right? So what's the better story here? The better story to me is in Cody losing this and us having to figure out how he's either A, going to be able to challenge again, or B, how he's going to deal with never being able to challenge again. I, I think that's the better story. I think we throw tons of things at Cody in the form of Santana and Ortiz, Sammy Guevara, uh, 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 Jack Swagger, whatever it is, a truck, something. But I think Chris Jericho walks out still le champion and goes and gets himself a little bit of the bubbly to celebrate retaining his AEW World Championship. And by the way, if you haven't yet, you need to go back to this previous Wednesday, uh, November uh, 6th, and watch the promo from Cody from that. That is about as – it's an amazing promo. I think Bully Ray said it was about as close to perfect as a promo gets. He's not wrong. Go back and watch it. It might be one of the best promos I've seen cut in a very, very long time. So go see it for yourself. It, it really makes you a believer in Cody if you weren't before. This dude has risen to a whole nother level since he left WWE. Well, when you get to be in charge of the show and do what you want, yes, you, you're going to rise to another level. And I don't mean that in the bad way because uh, there's a lot of guys that uh, you know need that opportunity to shine. And Cody's been doing that. And you're right, that promo that he cut, absolutely amazing. Go hunt down that promo. It, it, it's just one of those where you're just like, man, like, like that's been in him for a long time. Uh, Cody needs to win here. And, uh, and okay, we were talking about the, the other, other title matches with you, the guys like you don't know, you don't want to play hot potato with the belts or anything. You can do this in this case because everybody knows who Chris Jericho and Cody are as, as they're the stars of the company right now. And uh, Cody needs this win. I, I, I like the stipulation for this, and uh, I, I would be shocked if Jericho wins. Uh, you know, he's got the cronies and everything outside, everything else going on. But I do see Cody walking away with the AEW World Championship in this match, which I guess is the main event. If it does close the show or if it doesn't close the show, I'm uh, looking forward to watching this one. And finally, in a match that is not, it's non-sanctioned, a non-sanctioned lights out match, which means I guess that they're going to do it after the official show has ended. And it doesn't count towards the win-loss record, which has now made it something that is going to be, I'm guessing, overly violent. Uh, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, again, a match we were supposed to get previously, but didn't because of John Moxley having staff in his elbow, I think is what it was. Either way, we're getting the match now. It These two could tear the house down. They could absolutely tear the house down. John Moxley angry because this isn't going to count towards his win-loss record, so saying that whatever happens now is on AEW's and specifically Tony Khan's hands. Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Moxley is a star, without a doubt. Omega doesn't quite feel like that in AEW yet. Uh, he, he's had some good matches. He's done some good things. But he hasn't had the presentation of, like, I don't know, he just hasn't felt like a star, if that makes any sense. 
We're talking about they, they've made reference to it in uh, AEW Dark and, and different places about how Omega doesn't have the greatest win-loss record in AEW. Now, this won't affect his win-loss record, but mentally it might affect him. I don't think Omega gets the win here. I think Moxley does through whatever means necessary. But I think this continues to eat at Omega, and I think it is more motivation for Moxley, who will then be angry that he's carrying a win over Omega, and it didn't count. That's what he's going to he's going to be angry about that. Um, so then this will lead to them going at it again and Omega will get the win back, probably do a three way, uh, not a three way, a, a, a three matches overall, uh, a third match, a hat trick, if you will, match. And uh, we'll see who comes out the winner of that one. But I think in this one, in the non-sanctioned lights out match, I expect it to be violent. I expect it to be bloody and I expect it to be Moxley. I think he's going to get the win. And Kenny Omega is going to be left lying at the end of this show. I could not disagree with you more. Here, here's the thing. We, we talked about certain stars, uh, you know, the win-loss record, if, if it's supposed to matter. And we've talked about Kenny Omega in the past not winning certain matches. And it seems like he gets close. You know, they, they build him up. He's supposed to be this guy. And and then, again, it's not happening. Like, I, 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 I John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, Mark, if you will, he was my favorite guy in the Shield I enjoyed him all those years in WWE. I, I, I love the attitude because because you knew like this was in him and it's in him and 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 it's you know it's been pretty good to watch most weeks and and I look forward to a fun match but but I see John doing something like just completely over the line that is either going to get caught in or it's just going to backfire at him and Kenny's going to win. I don't want I, I I don't want like a decisive victory. I mean unless this is going to be the last match. Like, the victory needs to be decisive. And I know you're kind of picking Moxley in that way, but I think Kenny needs a decisive victory. He needs it, and uh, it's that way he can pursue some stuff. And, and Moxley is Moxley because he can feud with you know, other guys. He can, he can, you know, hopefully not Jericho, but some other guys. Joey Janela would be great. Uh, you know, Adam Page. Just get him, get him some great feuds. He's, he's going to be fine. Kenny Omega needs to win this match. So that's it. That's AEW Full Gear. That's our preview. Those are our takes. Let us know what you think. We want to hear from you guys. Again, facebook.com slash ESPR99 on the Twitter at ESPR99 or email us ESPR at FM99.com. We're going to do a thread, of course, that night so you guys can talk about it in the comments and everything. So make sure you're following us on Facebook and Twitter so that way we can uh, discuss with you guys as things are happening. And, of course, uh, make sure you're following us on all our podcast places. Wherever you listen to podcasts, search ESPR Wrestling. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. So until next week when we will review AEW Full Gear. And, man, we got just around the corner. We got to worry about War Games and Survivor Series. It's a big month of wrestling. Until next week, eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Repeat.